Welcome. You are listening to episode two of Rebels and Renegades. Today is going to be an amazing podcast. We actually have a very special guest with us. It's a, a friend, a pastor, a brother, uh, and just an all-around stand-up guy. So uh, just uh, wherever you're at, just give him a round of applause. But we just welcome uh, Pastor Ig Garcia slash Ig Garcia. He's a father, a pastor, a speaker, and a musician. Uh, and all around great creative guy. So, uh, and he knows every spot and every plug in San Jose too. <laughs> if you ever need something, so uh, welcome to have you, Thank man. You. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys. Thank you, fam. Um, excited for this the podcast being on the, you know, so early into it, man. I'm just uh, very honored. So, yeah, just want to say hello to everybody, and just really blessed to be here with you, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. So glad to have you. And sitting next to him on the big couch, we got my my boy over here. Yes, Aníbal Astorga. He's got that uh, that soap opera name, man. I love yeah. that. I love that. And hey, he's a villain, bro. I, I remember the first time I, I heard my name, uh, besides myself, because I, I, yeah. I had never met anyone with my name. And then um, I think it was like my aunts and my mom or cousins who were watching. They were like watching novelas. And every time they would point out that there is a guy named Aníbal, is always a bad guy. Was like, yeah. he, he was like rich, yeah. and he was a bad guy. Yeah. So I think I'm only a bad guy, but I'm not rich. Though. Yeah. So I, I'm not novella quality. It's okay. Bro. You're rich in other things. Yeah. 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 I'm not and worthy of novellas. As always, we got the famous Sebastian uh, handling sound and video today. So give it up for Sebast everywhere, man. man. Yeah, Sebast. Um, but we're we're super pumped, man. We we've kind of we had episode one. Uh, I'll kind of give uh, the audience a little behind the scenes, but we had episode one where we introduced the podcast, introduced our hearts, introduced what we believed God had for us in this podcast, and then we had an amazing episode two recording, which conversation like sparked all kinds of like different things and, and uh, different avenues, and then we listened to the sound, and we're like, this is trash sound. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so we tried to save it, we tried to go to multiple people, try to do different editing, and it was just trash, dude, so we scrapped it. And we just believe that episode two now is going to be even better yeah. uh, than we could imagine, man. So we're super pumped. And uh, as always, we are, you know, podcasts called Rebels and Renegades. We talk about creativity in the church, creativity, and that creativity has been largely rejected in a lot of ways uh, in the church. And we try to reach out to creatives, talk to creative people. And we're blessed to have Pastor Ig here, Brother Ig. I never know what to call you, man. I usually just call you Ig. Because you have good. too many hats. I know. You know? <laughs> I know. I don't know what to. I answer to them all. Yeah. yeah. Egg, egg works? Okay. Egg, egg works. Egg is good too. Egg, egg works. Egg, 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 or egg. Egg, egg. Hey, homie. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. But we're, uh, but we're just going to de- like, just dive into it, man. And, you know, we talk about creativity. We had some great conversations about creativity before. You know, when you hear the word creatives, it's almost a cringy word, right? So when someone says, hey, brother Egg, Pastor Egg, right? You're a creative. You know, yeah. how does that make you feel? What's the feeling that you get in your gut? Well, at first, you know, I, I think it's kind of a, a new term, you know, probably in the net last 10 years or so, if that. So before, you know, you're just that guy or something, you know. So the, now <laughs> yeah. that you have a label on it, you know, yeah. Um, but, but the creative, it makes sense, you know, but it does kind of put you in a box in a sense. Yeah. But it's, it's a great box. It's yeah. a great box to be in to know what, what it truly means. And, yeah. and I believe we make our own definition of it, you know, to be a creative yeah. um just have a creative mind to be who we are, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm always interested in like when I watch like a superhero movie and stuff. Like I love origin stories. Mm. I love to see like where you came from, what you're about, right? And you know, I haven't known you a long time, but like, I feel like I've known you a long time, right? And I'm interested. Like, when did you know, you know, Ig? When did you know you were creative? When did you have like that creative like juices kind of flowing and stuff? Yeah. Well, it's um. Well, I would think back going back, obviously. Uh, um, in the music part of it, yeah. you know, in, in my, I guess, early years, uh, um, kind of coming down for a landing now, but in the music, doing the uh, gospel rap. Yeah. Um, before uh, getting saved, I got saved July 20th, 1997. So before getting saved, we dabbled in a, a little bit of rap, but it was just, you know, street gangster type, you know, just yeah. hood rap that everybody yeah. was doing uh, <laughs> back in the 90s, right, when it first came out. And, and it was just funny because even with that, it was... I remember having a buddy, he was, he was, that was his thing. He loved the rap, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the, the drinking life, the party life, I would make like, um, just funny mocking raps. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, short story long, he basically, we, it was at a house party and he was seriously rapping on the turntables and all my friends were like, Hey, do that funny rap dude. you do. And, you know, get a little brave, you know, yeah. courage juice. And I did, and the next day yeah. uh, he called. He goes, "That's Man. orange juice, everybody. Orange, orange juice. juice. That's orange juice. Yes. If you're at the yes. church listening, the these yes. kids, he was fresh squeeze orange juice. It has to yeah. be fresh it's not, only, not concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. It was there was nothing else. Yeah. So, go ahead. so it was after that he encouraged me. He goes, "Hey, we should do a group." I go, "Man, you're crazy." But you know, it just it led to something uh, in our city of San Jose, and uh, it led to a little more than uh, out of nowhere. I, I get radically saved, yeah. like literally overnight, walking through a cemetery. But it, it was at that time, like right at that time, uh, uh, an album, or this, this will date me, it was a cassette. This is yeah. a cassette, this is 97, 96, CDs just coming in. And um, anyway, from there, that was the creativeness, I guess you could say. Um, and then went into uh, the church, you know, and, and uh, being, doing it for God. Yeah, totally transitioning. Yeah. So obviously, huh. born and raised in San Jose, east side of San Jose, now you're a pastor. Mm. To the same place that you grew up in, yeah. right? Took a little hiatus, went to the beautiful side of Morgan Hill yes, for a little bit. Yes. Right now you're back. Land of milk and you honey. Know, they say. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> what does that change in you? Like, what does that do to you to know that you're going back to where you started to try to save where you started? Yeah, I mean, it just it's, there's nothing like your own stomping grounds, right? It's nothing yeah. like your own neighborhood. Uh, you, I, I literally live, you know, six minutes away from my parents' house where I grew up, still yeah. on the east side. Um, but you know, you, you, you have, I think in every city, you know, you wear your heart, your city proud, right? You carry yeah. them on, you like, nobody can say anything about your city. And even yeah. as bad as your city is or how crazy it is, you just can't say how crazy it is. The other yeah. people. So, you know, but you know, you, you, it changes, right? Like in, in a, in a way of, 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 being blind in it and being in the darkness of it. Um, you know, you're a part of it, but being on the outside, when God opens your eyes and then you see the hurt, you mm -hmm. see the the pain you see the death you know so and now you know obviously as believers we have an answer to that yeah. we have a key mm -hmm. and i believe that was a big part of the transition of yeah. you know me and my wife we had just had the girls and saying hey we got you know we still got something left yeah. we still got a message for our city and what better uh, to have somebody you know who knows the city knows yeah. the people and you know so my heart's just there we, we just uh, started our uh, our church the blessed side church yeah. you know with you amazing young men and um yeah so we're, that's what we're here for yeah that's yeah. awesome man yeah i'm all about like origin stories man and anibal i'm gonna put you on the spot real quick uh but i think it would be cool to like 
the concept of episode two was the in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. you can give a quick synopsis on what we were thinking about that. Well, you know, the biggest thing is is um, it's easy to to define creativity with the times. Yeah. And creativity of of, of up to this point in human history. But when we were thinking about like in the beginning, just just those words in the beginning, um, everything starts with God, and so from the Christian worldview and the Christian perspective, everything like creativity starts with God. He set the parameters for creativity. So before God created created everything that exists, to me, I think as a kid I always imagined it being like a blank canvas. Nothing on it, but then God, He puts He puts light, you know, He puts the heavens, the water, the creatures. Then He makes man, but He sets those parameters. And then for me, from that perspective and that understanding of Genesis one, uh, two, and chapter two as well, um, everything that we create is basically out of materials that already exist. So it all goes back to the Father. The father put it, he put in the parameters, he put in the, they kind of like when, uh, you know the video games like Roblox, or sorry, I, I think it's called Roblox, where you can create like your own world within a world. Uh, there's there's still rules and limitations, right? And so for me, thinking creativity comes back to the father. It starts with the father, the father sets the boundaries, he sets the rules. Uh, and, and then for me, understanding that I can never truly tap in to my creativity and the creativity that God deposited in me if I'm not intimate with the Father, if I'm not spending time with the Father. So um, what, do you, what do you think about that, Pastor? Uh, I, I agree, I agree yeah. 100%. And, and, you know, we, we say this, um, you know, until you know who your creator creator is, you don't know what you're truly created for. Yeah. And, and I think that's so true, you know, and, and that's why you get a bit of people lost in trying to, that term, I'm trying to find myself, yeah. trying to find myself. I was very big, like, Whatever was in at that time, that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I would just float around. Like, so ba I'm a big movie guy, so growing up, you know, uh, whatever movie was in, that's what I had to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Rocky came out, I wanted to be a boxer. Yeah. Karate Kid, literally. I watched Karate Kid. <laughs> my mom, she had, we had to find yeah. a little local karate dojo, yeah. and, uh, you know, I got my white belt and left with my canvas belt yeah. after. I, I dropped out it's, after. It's hard to find a karate spot in the hood, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Instructor teaching it, you it a is. cigarette in his mouth and stuff. <laughs> Exactly, brother. And, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, Footloose came out. Right? I don't date myself. You know, I had to be a dancer, but I'm glad there's no dance studios. <laughs> I would have been ruined. There would be yeah. no Brother Egg right now. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you, you see crazy other movies, uh, the colors, uh, Bound by Honor, you know, all the gangster movies. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, that looks good. That's, you know, I say that to say being I was lost. Mm. So I wanted to just be, you know, and then you, you, you become your identity. You, you carry this false identity, like, uh, carrying a, a fake ID because mm. uh, you don't know who you are. So you are who your community says you are, your your surroundings, your neighborhood. Yeah. And then we get lost in this identity and some of us never get out of it. Yeah. It's kind of like wearing a Halloween mask like yeah. year round. Like, like, who am I? Yeah. And you get a rep now or you get this. And and then anyway, I, I think it, with that, it, it, you know, it's that's why it's so, you know, it, in the beginning, right? It's, yeah. you know, God's created us for something. Now it's, you know, um, who does he say you are? Yeah. You know, and I think it starts back, who do we say he is? Who is God to us? And then he starts revealing who we are. 
and and I think that's hand in hand pulling out the creativity of us too. Yeah, yeah. I you know I just one of the things that I realized that up until until recently, the first two decades of my life. Uh, well, I'm 31 now. I'll be 32 soon. But I I realized that for a majority of that, I was allowing others' creativity to influence mine. Um, and I think often we always draw inspiration from other creatives. But now, a- after turning 30, there was something in me that just switched where I want, I want the Word of God to, to pop out and highlight God's creativity. And so we talked about like, um, like the idea of the tabernacle and how like Moses drew it He's on the mountain. He drew it out, right? And the Lord gave him specific instructions. And so it's just one of those things where, like, the way, the instructions that God gave Moses were just so particular and so unique. And it involved all kinds of creatives, creatives that were good with dye, creatives that were good with, with, with like, sewing and, and textiles. Um, but I, I, think, I think I'm in the season where I'm trying to cut back on how much I'm allowing influencers to influence my creativity and just spend more time with the Father. Because uh, I, 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 was, I was the same way as you, Pastor Ig. I, I actually went to San Jose State for film school, and I wanted to be a screenwriter, and I wanted to be, I wanted to be a film director. And uh, I actually got to the point where one of the screenplays that I was writing, it was, a lot of it was, was like my friends that, that were affected how we when we were when we were little we were good there was purity there's but little by little the 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 music the angry music made us angry the angry clothing it changed you know from from elementary to to middle school to high school these these kids that were sweet and nerdy and innocent then started becoming more aggressive more angry they cut their hair they changed the way that their clothes and and a lot of it was music and i remember my mother saying and saying what what goes in through here sinks into here. So be, be careful what you're listening to. And so that's one of the reasons why, like lately, I've been listening to the Bible audibly, like the audio Bible, because I'm hearing the word right. And I, I don't want I don't want the Drakes, I don't want the Kanyes, I don't want anything to be to be influencing. But for some reason, it's almost like when I'm listening to the word and I close my eyes, I'm seeing a movie of of God. Like the movie of God, you know, and so instead of having the Karate Kid and all these things that are influencing me, I want to be influenced by by the creativity of God, so instead of like the music. And so that's one of the things where I have to cut back. Lately, I've been having to cut back from music. Lately, I've been having to cut back from what I'm like. The closer I get to God, the more intimate I get to God, the more sensitive I am to to the things that I'm seeing. Like last night, we were watching a movie, and I don't really want to say the name of the movie. But there was a dragon in that movie. And as soon as I saw that dragon, all the hairs on my arms stood up. And I got that chicken skin. And I'm like, that, that thing is demonic. But if I said that out loud, it would kind of ruin the fun for the rest of my friends. And I, I, just, I, I, was just, I just pulled out my phone and I, I removed myself from that situation. Because before, I would have seen a dragon and I'm like, oh, not a big deal. But the more intimate that I get with the father, the more, more intimate that I, I don't want to the less corrupted I want to be by the outside influence, the more that what I'm seeing visually and what I'm hearing um, has changed. Um, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on, on, on that? Yeah. 
No, I agree. I, I, I agree. Definitely the power of influence, but, um, you know, kind of in the lane of back to the music, you know, the, the power of, you know, the music, there's power, right, in, in music. And I kind of learned the early, you know, I was one of those, you know, when rap first came out, you know, it just influenced everybody, yeah. right? Like, um, and, and, and what I found, at least for myself, with the uh, genre or the lane of music, this is when, when I first started, at least with the gospel music, when getting saved. And I, I remember, um, you know, get, getting doing the music, right? And, and it's knowing the audience, too, right? Because yeah. at the church I, where I got saved at, a lot of us was reaching a certain uh, demographic. We're going to the neighborhoods. We'll go, you know, uh, crime neighborhoods. And they'll be like, okay, here's a mic. Go rap to them. You're a rapper. So, you know, you're looking out there in the audience and, and you know, this is kind of neighborhoods I would grow up in or people I hang out with or knew. So I'm like, man, I got to I gotta relate myself to what they're going through, what yeah. they are. So I had to write in that sense. You know, I couldn't write about, you know, maybe out here what God's doing over here now. Like, I, to me, and this goes back to my movie background, like when you are not, you know, watching movies so much, that's my background. Um, but, you know, you, you connect with the character in a movie. And then now you're with them. You're like, oh, that's the I'm Daniel LaRusso. I'm the Karate Kid. So you're riding with them. So I felt musically, creatively, riding in that so they could connect. And now they're on with this ride with me. Yeah. But in this ride that I'm taking them on, it's going to start. We're here in the neighborhood or we're here in the darkness. But in my music, I always took them to, now this happened. I'm saved. Now this is the hope. This is where God brought me out of. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say something on record. Okay. That's going to be very controversial. All right. Karate Kid 2 is better than Karate Kid 1. This is where I'm at. Yeah. I'm just going to have to walk away. <laughs> He's I, like, I'm out. Right kid, no, out. it was. I will, there, okay. Yeah, I will say this, too. Like, mm. Not about Karate Kid. We're not trying to get sued on the second okay. episode. But I was, well, I was in thinking about this and in conversation that we had, the second conversation, is we basically connected these dots where God is a creator God, right? Created the heavens and the earth, spoke it into existence. But then with man, he did something very personal, right? Mm. The Bible says that he formed us with his hands, right? Like, he was able to speak the sun and the stars in position, right? He was able to, you know, shoot the mountains out of the ground and fill the seas with water and create the animals and do this. But with man, it's almost like he took a breather, rolled up his sleeves, and then he put his hands in the dirt, right? And I think it's very symbolic about the relationship that God wanted to have with man versus how, what he wanted to have with the water, with the trees, with the animals, right? Mm -hmm. He wanted to have a very intimate relationship with and the, the Bible says that we're created in God's image. And I yeah, yeah, and I think that's a big thing about creativity is that people don't realize, like, you know, one of the things that, like, not to over-spiritualize things, but one of the things that the devil tries to do is he tries to degrade your image of God. Because if you can degrade your image of God, you degrade your, oh, I should say it this way. He tries to de degrade your self-image because if you can degrade your self-image, you degrade your, vi your vision, uh, your image of God. Right. Mm -hmm. And that breaks things in you. Right. And one of the things that you lose is your creativity. Right. And I, sometimes when I tell people like, hey, man, you know, you should do something creative. Or, I'm not creative, man. I can't write. I can't sing. I can't dance. Right. I don't do jazz tap. You know, I can't do that. You know, I never wash foot loose. Right. And then so but it, it flies in the face of what God has created you to be. He's created you to be creative because if the father's creative, the son is creative. And if the father's creative then daughter's creative. Right. That's just the way it is. So everybody has creativity in them. Right. And I feel like you with music. Right. You found your niche in where you were strong, creatively rapping, creatively that. Right. But, you, you know, but you also created almost a brand for yourself. Right. And I, usually 
what people find is they find like this is where I'm comfortable creatively. I'm comfortable creatively rapping, making music, producing, whatever. But you start seeing your creative creativity spill into other things, right? God didn't just create birds. He created animals. God didn't just create mammals. He created fish, right? So God wasn't just one-dimensionally creative. And I think the more that I've thought about this, the more I'm realizing is that humans aren't one-dimensionally creative. So while you're strong in rapping, right, have you found that, hey, man, I see this flowing into other things, into work, into parenting, into pastoring? Yeah, no, 100%. Again, um, me not being focused on the music part of it for years, you know, years, man, years, years. Like, that was my main thing, you know. Um, so, but I, I think with creatives, we almost could limit ourselves or yeah. turn ourselves into a one-trick pony. Because if I was just considered, like, a rapper dude, then 10 years ago, I kind of stopped. Or I was just doing, you know, just whenever I wanted to scratch the itch, I'd do something or put out a single. But, again, now, uh, ministry-wise, right, um, coming in and now... Uh, help me, whether it's working with youth, young adults, or ministry and creativeness in the church house, you know, you're, as a creative, you, you realize, like, whatever we're going to do with, the, say, the podcast, like, your mind opens up. You just can't stop. I, I feel for creatives, like, we're, we're, we're kind of crazy, you know, because our minds are always thinking. Yeah. Like, we don't sleep much. We just, you know, your mind's just always going and thinking. And it's not about the one particular project or the one song or the one pre mine, mine I feel um, bled into, you know, I was kind of more of a storyteller in the music because I would tell not just my story, but I realized there was listeners hearing me and holding on to the words and saying, man, if he, if, if God can save this knucklehead, he can save me. But man, if God can touch uh, Ig, like, you know, if God can touch him, he could touch, you know, because they connected with the story. So I realized yeah. storytelling, but now that bled into Without real, I think you brought it up a, a little more not too long ago. Like my preaching style is a bit storytelling, mm -hmm. you know, and and working in that. But also, in in everything we do, you know, you're always thinking that much more as a creative, you know. And and if I could say this, uh, this I'm not uh, taking away from the topic, but even in the church house, like I, I feel, and this doesn't really get talked about too much, is with our creativeness. Whether you know you come in with maybe with a music movie background, you know. Um, with myself, with yourself, business owner, and all, you know, you, you always add on the other things you've done, you know, it's shocking, like the spoken word, things like that. It's like, man, you got so much goods. And, but I believe in the church house, right, there's room for all creatives. Yeah. And we don't really discuss that, because, you know, it, it would be looked down maybe before, like, uh, are you, are you, you're a singer, you're a singer, or you're a gospel singer, oh, okay. Or you, you know, but what, you know, I, but I feel, in the church house, God made room for everybody. Yeah. Sound man, audio, uh, digital arts, right? Creative websites, um, dance, music. I, I would say this. I look at, you know, a lot of friends growing up or meeting who maybe were musicians, singers. And uh, minus the pandemic where nobody was really singing. But years before that, if they weren't called or if they weren't, you know, getting the big shows or the concerts, you know, car shows, they weren't singing yeah maybe a, a drunken night at a karaoke bar they will wind <laughs> up on right yeah. but they're amazing Orange singers Orange god's given them a gift yeah. and talent but in the church house god says i i gave you that talent so you just see here flourishing weekly yeah. musicians bands audios like i, I just feel like it, it, you know the way god created us to be creatives but not only that gave us a platform yeah. even behind the scenes directing like i just see 
you know, I, I just, I was thinking about that on the way over here, like, man, God really takes care of it. He gives us not just a, a creativity and your gifts and talents, but he also says, I give you a platform. And I could take you around the world with this. I could, you can make a, you know, whatever. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, I think yeah. about, like, if you were to pop open any garage door uh, in the neighborhood, you would look and you would find in, in, in any garage, you would find an old keyboard, you'll find a microphone way in the back, you'll find maybe a sewing machine, you'll find a, um, a computer where one, you know, people have said, you know what, man, I want to do creative, you know, uh, I want to be a designer, you buy the sewing machine, man, I, man, I know I can sing, I want to buy a mic or I want to do keyboard, whatever the case, you know. But then they try it and then they're, you know, whether they're good or bad or not, but then something gets pushed to the side, life interrupts, or they just, they shelf it because there was no platform and opportunity for them. Yeah, you know? that, was, that was for sure one of the core things that, that why we started the podcast in the first place is because one, we believe everybody's creative. Yeah. That two, everybody's ordained to be creative by God, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. three, that the church hasn't given the permission, the platform or the place to be able to express that creativity, right? Yeah. Like the way we've described it before is like, you know, you go to a church and you feel like this overwhelming sense and it's like, man, I should sing, right? So you go to the band director or the worship leader or something like that and you're like, hey man, I feel like God has placed it in me to sing, right? Oh, that's cool, dude. We got six singers. We're good, right? Or like, hey, I feel like God has call, you know, called me to play keyboard or so or something, right? Oh, that's cool, right? We don't have the ministry space for you, right? And I think that's a common thing in the church is like people don't know where to plug in and don't know where to share the creative because there's no creative space really in the church, right? Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about it before, like, and I'm actually really interested in hearing your opinion on this. Like, we've talked about that uh, that creatives get a really bad rap of being overly sensitive, right? Like, I've thought about it, like, maybe I'm overly sensitive or, you know, uh, you know, maybe one of us is overly sensitive, right? Especially when it has to do with the things that we create, right? And we've talked about it and we came to the conclusion it's because you put your heart, your soul, your blood, your money, your time into it, right? To create this song or create this book or something, right? And then when someone says like, hey man, you know, maybe you should change this, you're like, no, forget you, dude. I just spent four days on this, yes. <laughs> like, right? Like how, how have you seen, you know, and I never want this to be a place where we like kick the church. That's not a place. This is a yeah. place that we can constructively come to an agreement on how the church has not helped creatives, right? Yeah. Like, how do you feel? One, do you have do you have you ever seen the church not accept creatives for who they are, or not have a place for them? And two, like, what is a good way you being a pastor, you being a minister, an executive pastor of a church now that we started, right? How does that? How do you start building these places where people? Yeah, well, I, I definitely think going back to the what you said about us as creatives, you know, uh, we're our worst critics. You know, we, we live for people's compliments, right? We live for those thumbs up in the, when we post something or, you know, uh, we live for their compliments, but we die for their criticism. You can have a thousand compliments, but one criticism, oh, I'm never going to do a song again. Yeah. I'm never going to post that. I'm never going to do a story. And yes, we are a bit overly sensitive, but... But I, I think it's, too, it's understanding, and I'm going to get to your, your question, um, but I think it's, in, in, and I believe that's why creatives uh, don't put stuff out there because of that, and they limit themselves. They stop putting that book out, or they stop writing that script, or going, whatever it is, the podcast. No, I would do it, and they get so pumped. They buy all the mics. They buy all the cameras, and they're like, what if they don't like it? Yeah. What if they, what if nobody, what if I get some bad, what if they're going to yeah. say something bad? Yeah. And then, boop, goes back in that garage, getting dust. Yeah. 
And I, I believe we, especially in the times we're in, with the internet and social media, everybody's a critic. Everybody's a yelper. Everybody has the power <laughs> to say yes or yeah. no, you know. Um, and that's something we got to figure out. Like, it's I'm not doing this for for anybody else for their compliments or criticism. I'm doing this because God put this in me, and I have to have an opportunity to release it. Yeah, this is my release to it. Yeah, you, you think that maybe too much of our identity. I, I feel like um, the biggest challenge for me is I, I, I remember uh, I remember I wrote a script and it, it uh, like as I mentioned earlier it was basically what we were told is is create a, a script based on the world that you know you know based on the world that you're familiar with because then it's more resilient and I remember I remember I was writing a script on the old. I used to be, but as I was writing it, I was a new person because I was born again. So the old has passed mm-hmm. away, and then now I'm a new man, right? And I and I, I didn't feel it was almost like I was telling someone else's story. It was no longer my story. But one of the things that they would teach us in, in, in film school was that uh, from a secular perspective, it's like the term is you have to be willing to kill the baby. Meaning that sometimes you get so attached to something that you're not open to criticism, and, it, and, and maybe the criticism is, is too harsh. But to me, from a Christian perspective, I realize that sometimes when I hold on too close to something that I'm creating, it's more about me than God. But when I make it about God, then then and I'm not the center of attention, and it's not about me. It's kind of easier to just. And that's kind of a gauge for me. Like, if I get too offended or if I get triggered by, by criti- constructive criticism or feedback, then that means that too much of me is in it. That I'm too much in control of it. What, is, what would you think about that? that that's a, that's a tr- tough one, tough question. It's almost like a double-edged sword because I think we have to put our everything into it. Right, yeah. Right, it should be our every. It should be right, our identity, yeah. especially something to screenwrite. It should yeah. be all you. And whether that's all you, old you, because there's an old you out there that's going to watch it, that's going to connect with that. So you have to tap into that. You may say, well, I don't identify with that guy no more. You know, that was the old me, the ex-villain. You know? But in telling if that whatever the story is, just specifically with that, you know, there's somebody that's going to relate to you. Yeah. But that you at the end of the story, I'm sure, is going to be the new man. Yeah. You know? So I, I think in, in the creative, and it's, I think it's an individual thing, it's, but I think we should put our everything. But I see where you're going with it. When we put our everything and we hold on to it, you know, and this is coming from a guy I'm sitting on maybe 10 songs I haven't released for three years just because, <laughs> you know, but it's not a, I haven't released it just because of, man, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know if people are going to like it. I'm just, I'm that guy. It's like, ah, it's the right time. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I, get, I get mixed with being a dad now. I work. I'm a you know, pastor, this and that. So it's kind of, yeah. But I, I think, you know, we, we should put our everything into it, you know, and, but when we not release it because of what we feel they're going to say, that's where we get in the way. The fear of man. The man. fear of man. Yeah, and and I think it's that release of, not saying you know forget what everybody thinks, but there you're. What I realized, I used to be a people pleaser, especially early on in this. Like, hope everybody's gonna like it. Trying to make music for everybody, and then it's like or preach for everybody. You know, all I know is like, if I ever in this music, I'm gonna do it like someone's life depends on it. When I preach, I preach like someone's life depends on it. Only seeing from before 
the connection and maybe the style of music, the storytelling of people are reached and hearing the feedback, like people are really listening to this stuff. People are really watching these things. People are listening to these podcasts and grabbing it. And this could, I, I've seen fruit of, of words, the power of words, right? It goes yeah. back to power influence. Could, can uh, 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 bring somebody down or can raise somebody up. It can yeah. literally kill somebody or it can bring them to life. You know, so I think that's the, the gift and the power of our creativity. Yeah. Uh, but jumping back to your question, uh, uh, I don't want to skip that. I think, you know, with where creatives fit in our world, especially in the church house, I think I've been blessed to be, uh, you know, in, in a couple of churches um, around where I know my first church, uh, my, the pastor was very creative, man. He would do, he did, it was Victory Outreach, and we did, the, it was very popular back then, Duke of Earl plays. Yeah. So he was very into where we ran out the big uh, movie places, right? We'll get big theaters, but it was always, you know, so that, that, I think that's what easily sparked it to me. It was like, oh man, this is, we just made our own movie. It's just now it's a play or we just very big on, he was very supportive with the music. But so I, I believe with what you're saying, it's, it's the individual church too. Cause some churches could say, well, that all that, the dancing, I don't know before, like I wouldn't get booked like rap. That's devil music. I'm talking about <laughs> Jesus though. Ah, that's yeah. some devil stuff there, boy. Yeah. You know, like, uh, we, but so it's the individual church, you yeah. know, but I believe, can we do better? Definitely. Can yeah. we be better at saying, yeah, we got six singers and we don't need eight, but man, what can that do to that person's life to give them a shot, to give yeah. them a try? Yeah. yeah. I think what I've seen in me myself being creative and stuff and, and, you know, we've been super blessed at our church to have, like, a house full of creative people. And I've, I've seen, like, what I'm starting to learn and, like, from the reading I do and stuff and, and dealing with creatives, that the best way to handle creatives is a lot of freedom and a lot of accountability, right? So if somebody comes to me and says, hey, man, I feel like God has called me to do this. I'm like, that that's awesome. Start tomorrow, right? And they're like, oh, you know, but I'm not ready. Well, then don't come to me like you know i'm not trying to be mean yeah. it's just like my job is to help you get to the place that god has called you to be right yeah. and sometimes i have to press you like hey what happened to that thing that god told you to do man oh man you know it doesn't do that and i remember having i'm not gonna call him out if you're listening uh you know who you are but i say this with love is he said you know i got this dream about doing this and i'm like that's amazing bro do it and i'll help you in every way that i can to create the thing that you're trying to create, right? Yeah. And then a week passes, and I'm like, hey, man, what happened to that thing, bro? Like, you know, you said you were going to have, like, a working model for me this week to go over it, and I'm like, well, just push it. He's like, oh, man, you know, I feel like, you know, God changed his mind and stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, God didn't change his mind. You changed your mood, right? And he got kind of mad at me, right? And then he's like, bro, like, you know, I just don't want to do it anymore. That's fine. Like, if, if you don't want to do it anymore. But I told him, well, you have to think about is you have to be willing to lose the thing that God birthed in you, right? Yeah. So if God gave you this thing that you have to now process through labor, right, and it's going to be a struggle and it's going to be a pain and it might not be pretty at first, right? Because let's be real, babies ain't pretty at first, right? <laughs> Sometimes you get like that one baby who's like, dude, that's a, ba a model baby straight out. That's a Gerber baby straight yeah, out, right? Yes. And sometimes you're like, yo, what happened to your baby? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Then yes. sometimes your project feels like that, right? Like mm -hmm. your creative process is sometimes like really strained where you're like, dude, this sucks. And <laughs> you love it and yeah. you hate it. Then you drop it. Then you lift it up again, right? And it's like this whole process, right? And I've always found that creatives just need that accountability. accountability like you yeah. said you want to deliver this. You said you have a dream. And it's my job to keep you accountable to that dream, right? Yeah. yeah. So 
did you have that either of you guys ever have someone to keep you accountable or did you ever have like nah man i'm gonna create this no matter what it sounds like Mm -hmm. no matter what bad reviews i get no matter what person says this i mean is it an internal thing or is it an outside thing where someone helped you push and create i think for myself you know this was the 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 blessing became the curse of being like solo and my own i didn't have like manager i didn't have people like hey bro we need this album out i'm like that guy like i you know in the in the long you know the, the my music time that i did you know i probably did one two maybe four albums mm-hmm. people are putting out four albums in a year you know but to me it was never but it was the creativity it was there i was always writing but i'll be honest like it wasn't like that's my main thing yeah that's like this i'm you know i'm just a rapper i'm not gonna do anything else right like in the church, I was involved in stuff, I was in men's, and then, you know, obviously getting engaged, getting married, life interrupts, you know, working, you know, so it wasn't always my, like, man, this is my everything, right? Yeah. You know, but when it was, it was. So, like I said, even now, I'm sitting on music. So, it, it, I didn't have accountability. I had, you know, I had sometimes with my brother and his couple of good friends in the studio, like, bro, come on, man, you got to finish it up. All right, cool, come on. Yeah. Because I, I always felt, at least for myself, in writing, like, God had to drop this music on me. Mm-hmm. You had to give me this stuff. You had to give yeah. me this verse. And if not, you're just getting words by Ig yeah. from the book of Ig. And then that music's going to go boop, boop. Yeah. It's going to be nothing. So I always felt, just like in our preachings, when we preach, you know, this has got to be a, a rhema word. This has got to be God. This has got to be, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whether maybe I was too serious or too much on the music, but I just seen the power of influence. I seen the way it impacted people, and I never wanted to do less. And I think even with the music, like, it, it's, for myself, I knew my lane, I knew my power spots, and, and that was, you know, uh, aiming for the soul, you know, telling the story of life and changing. I wasn't really, and I'd done a couple, like, hey, let's put your hands up, like, have a Holy Ghost DJ party. Those are, <laughs> I love those. I wish I could do more, Yeah. you know, but I just felt like if I had opportunities, you're going to give me five minutes of your life to listen, like, I'm going for your soul. I got to get something, you know, those tend to be a little more slower, a little more, so you can hear the words, so. So I don't even know why I went on that part of it. But just, you know, mm-hmm. in the creative part, you know, is mm-hmm. um, I, I that's what I wasn't on this fast track of just pushing stuff out, you know. So uh, I think that was your question. But, but that's close enough. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, all right, all right. That's I, a creative I, answer. I that's a creative yeah. answer. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> We're all over <laughs> the place. Yeah. I, I think it's just bringing it back to like, accountability and, and just calling myself out, too, is as accountability has I think a big thing, I think, is spiritual maturity and emotional maturity and i think a lot of times we associate god with with our own desires so when we say man i I feel like i feel like god wants me to do this god wants me to do this and like you said a week later or two weeks later or three weeks later then then you drop it but if it was truly from god if it's truly from god i don't i don't think he would drop it right away i agree jesus didn't do that he said nevertheless your will be done even even when it started getting really really hard and reality kicks in, as I, I think there there's sometimes there's a disconnect as a creative for me, like what I'm what I'm envisioning here and because I get so many ideas like I get so many ideas like logos and catchphrases and stuff, but what I what I have realized is that is that um, whatever I'm feeling, I should probably write down and see like. But I see counsel and accountability. Mm-hmm. Is I think accountability has been the biggest thing, and, and ha- actually being humble enough to have 
men of God, especially like a spiritual father who holds me accountable, sometimes they get really excited and like, hey, Pop, I want to do this, I want to do that. I want to say, okay, cool. Like, just like you, get started, I'll help you out. And then if and and then if I if I don't follow through if I drop it then 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 it's one of those things is like was that was that was that really from God and so sometimes we have to be careful if we're putting things out there like yeah God's putting it in my heart we're gonna do this yeah. gonna do that and then all of a sudden it was like oh God changed his mind yeah. or you know it's, so so I think I think it's it's gotta be there has to be a, I think with accountability uh, it it forces you to continue to grow spiritually and emotionally. Like to have have maturity, and I think the more the more maturity that you have spiritually and 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 emotionally, I think the more you'll be able to discern what is you, and what you desire, and what you wish for, and what is what is God calling you to. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it's you have to be very very careful. Yeah, it's it's like um, yeah, it's it's a dangerous place. I think for a lot of times you just have to get started, and that's the same thing I tell some of the younger guys. Is like, man, I just want to do this so bad. I just want to do this so bad. And I'm like, you why aren't you? Why don't you do it? Yeah. Get started. I'll help you out. Like, I'm here for you. Like, I'll walk with you, but you got to get started. If you really, you have to be careful with your words, you know, because like, man, I just want to do this so bad. I want to do it so bad. And I'm like, then what's holding you back? Why aren't you doing it? If you want to do it that, so bad. That statement, too, is a little dangerous because I think as creatives, we feel less of. Uh, we, we, we feel we're failing failing if we're not pushing something out mm -hmm. whether whatever it is mm -hmm. right whether it's a logo whether it's a, uh, you weren't on the sound tech team this week or you just feel like you have to put something up because it's part of your identity yeah so if I'm not putting out a story or if I'm not posting anything mm -hmm. or if I'm not doing a book or writing then oh man my creative juice is gone God took that anointing away and now I'm done now yeah. this is who I am so let me just push something out there yeah I think that's super important, dude. Like, I, uh, I think you and I talked about this before. I like to speak in metaphors and I like to speak in analogies. I don't know why. It's the way my brain thinks. But as you guys were talking, like, I think it's really important. Like, if you're a creative and you're listening, like, you're not, you're not what you produce. Mm -hmm. Right? You're just not. Right? Mm -hmm. You're what you're. You are why you produce it. Right? So, like, your heart is, man. If I, if I'm gonna create a song, I'm coming after your soul. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to introduce you to God. I'm trying to get you saved. I'm trying to build you up. Right. And even if, you know, the song isn't maybe up to your musical standards, your the reason behind it was up to mm -hmm. your standards. Right. And I think it's important that you have to have standards as creatives, but you can't have uh, production standards that keep you from doing it. Right. So like this podcast. Right. Yeah. I've had this podcast in my heart for years. Mm -hmm. Right. And I kept, oh, man, I just don't have the mics. I don't have the mm. space, right? We can't do it in my apartment. We can't do it here. We can't do it there. Oh, man, I don't have this. I don't have that, right? And then when we were in the lobby of the church and I said it out loud, I've always wanted to do this. And Anibal was like, let's do it. Nacho was like, I'm in. And T-Bass is like, let's start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I gotta, I've, I've always said it. Like, if we, if we say it, we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah. and then we're like well we don't have the mics we don't have this we don't have that we don't have a place and i kept telling you guys like just beta everything just get started even if we scrap an episode or two yeah, like, let's yeah. just do it right let's and, just do it yeah. and i have that i've had that in my heart for a long time like you are not what you produce yeah you're, you're why you produce something 
right? Yeah. My heart for this podcast was to help heal and honor, right? To help creatives, to heal creatives, and to honor God while we do it, right? So when we do this, it's like I could have all the excuses in the world, right? We don't have this, we don't have that, but we just, but our heart was to do it. Yeah. And let's just get doing it, right? So, so, sorry. No, uh, no, no, please go. With that in mind, like, for me, like, um, I feel like it, it's like transitioning into, into bearing fruit, mm-hmm. right? Like the fruit that we bear. Um, it's, it's, um, when we're not what we produce, but I feel like the more time that we spend with the Father, the healthier the fruit that we produce. Yeah, I agree like with you. The healthier, yeah. so what we produce yeah. is so True. much higher quality, depending on how much time we spend with the Father. Yeah. Um, well, you were going to say something yeah. else. No, no, just I, along the same lines. No, that mm-hmm. that's that's really, just like the Bible talks about, you know, you, you gauge something, you're able to see something on the fruit of it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see how much you put in, you can see how much you effort, or mm-hmm. you can see just what we call in the church, shooting from the hip. Right, like, all right, brother, I want you to take it out the park, but you could tell that, you know, yeah, yeah. your eyes were closed, you swung in the middle. But, you know, it happens. But, but you know, it's, it's, it's what we do in the process. It's what we do in the, uh, the work of it. It's, and, um, yeah, but I believe what, what, what you just said, and I just wanted to focus on that for a second, is putting yourself, you know, as a, by yourself. Because I believe as, as creators, we're extroverts and introverts, right? And sometimes we're, you're one or the other, right? A lot of people are one or the other, but sometimes we're both. Like, we like to be around people, yeah. but when I come to creative, I, I, I got to lock myself up. I got to mm-hmm. be by myself. And then, you know, so there's a word for the, both of them together. But but I think in that, you had this idea, right, of this. Maybe you shared it with the wifey, you know, friend here and there. Uh, but it's it's who you share it with, too. But it's also who you don't share it with. What yeah. I've learned is to not yeah. just tell everybody your dreams, mm-hmm. tell everybody your ideas. Don't cast your pearls among the Yes, because yeah. I've given, you know, I, I think... I got crazy mind. I, I think of crazy stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. not crazy, but you know, big ideas, you know. And yeah. to the average, they they just see, oh, really? That's about that's gonna be a lot of money. That's a lot of place. Who's gonna do that? You even got cameras. You even got yeah. mics. And then you're like, boo! You're that you're that yeah. balloon that just flies. Okay, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. And then you're done. And they just <laughs> murder jerk. You know, they're dream killers, yeah. right? They just, yeah. They just did a drive by on you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think in saying that, you got something. I see, I see no, something the the voice. Talking. I'm trying not to look at you because the voice. <laughs> Was that Yogi the Bear voice? And I, I, I couldn't look at you. Dude. Hey, boo, boo. Hey, we'll edit that out. We'll put yeah, the Rocky yeah. impression on that. Yeah. That was so much better. I think, I think you, you're bringing up a different point, too. And, like, that's how I was, like, thinking about it. But, like, uh, I don't think there's ever a really perfect time to create. Right? Yeah. Like, I think about, like, for me, like, where I've been creative, right? Well, I've been creative in business, right? Like, I've had multiple businesses. And uh, you always make fun of me. You say I have, like, 15 jobs or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I have never had a good opportunity to start a business, right? Like, uh, I, when I invested and started my first company, I was right out of college, had no money. I had like, you know, my life savings and that was it. And when this opportunity was brought to me, it was literally going to cost me my life savings, right? Straight out of college, you know, I was super, uh, blessed that I graduated from San State with no, with no debt. That was huge, right? God allowed me to pay it off as we went through. And then when I graduated and got that little piece of paper that says, hey, you're smart, dude, now, pat in the back, thanks for your 60 grand, you know? <laughs> uh, I didn't have any debt, but I did accumulate some savings, right? I had two jobs working my way through, through San Jose State. And then, uh, and then uh, I've always wanted to be a business, right? And then, 
and I uh, always wanted to be a business owner. And I was like, God, I want to be a business owner. I want to be a business owner. I can't wait to graduate. I want to be a business owner. And then literally two weeks after I graduated, there was this opportunity thrown in front of me where like, and God's like, put your money where your mouth is. And I'm like, cool, God, but that's like all my money, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes God gives you these opportunities to create, and it's literally going to cost you everything that you think that you have. Mm-hmm. But when you invest everything that you think you have, God gives you more than you thought you could ever have, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of a business that's lasted for nine years and birthed other businesses out of it, right? And the the latest business that we started uh, was during the worst possible financial stretch for any kind of home service business was 2020 COVID, right? And God's like, start this. And I was like, no. <laughs> God's like, start this. And I was like, no, but startup costs and there's no money right now. And then there's a downturn in the economy. And God's like, dude, either it was actually a man by that we both know by the name of Pastor Ben told me, he's like, bro, either you believe what you preach or you don't. Right. And he wasn't being harsh. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you know Ben, he's like yeah. a real softy. Yeah. You know, and he said that to me and I was like, cool, you're right. Mm-hmm. And I started it in that business birthed us being able to get the house that you guys are sitting in right now. Yeah. Right. And I think it's important to know. <laughs> I think it's important to know, like, there really ne- never is. And I think that I find that with creatives. I'm like, well, I'm waiting for the right time. Right. I want to, I put, God has put this in my heart, right? Well, why didn't you do it? Oh, is it the right time? When is going to be the right time, right? Like, you need to just start and create something, right? And when you start, you step out, you do it, you may walk on water for a couple steps, and you might start drowning the next week, but you created something, right? And then you can, you don't ever start from ground zero, you start where you left off, right? And I think that's important, and also to help creatives, too, I think. I'm tr- I try to summarize what we talked yeah. about. Yeah. I think that helps sometimes, and it helps me. That's the way I process things, too. Yeah. And, then, and then also to know that you're not what you produce. So if you produce something crappy that's mm-hmm. not up to your standard of vision, mm-hmm. create it again. Yeah. Do it again. Pop out another episode. Was it Edison yeah. did it like yeah. 10,000 10, tries or something? Oh, 10,000 hours to be an expert about something? No, no, no. I, I think he, it took him like 10,000 tries to create like a, a light bulb. Is that a real thing? Wow. Like, yeah. They, they, they can Google yeah. it to, to, to verify Sebastian, it, can we Wikipedia yeah. that real quick? Sebastian, yeah, hey, Sebastian, uh, uh, can, you, can you pull it up? Uh, <laughs> But I think it, I think it was like ten, like it was like uh, it was like ten thousand. It was like a thousand. Yeah. I was like a thousand tries or ten thousand. So uh, the the point is, is it was it was uh, he failed multiple times yeah. before he got yeah. like the like the birth of the light bulb that led to everything that we have now. Yeah. And so I, I think I think it's, it's you're right. I think it's not gonna it's not gonna be good um, the first time maybe. Yeah. But I think the more the more that you the more that you do it, I think the better it'll get. But I think I think one of the things that, uh, as you guys are talking, I was thinking about the difference that we have as creatives who have the Holy Spirit is is the grace, mm. God's grace. Where uh, before I had the Holy Spirit, I was just so obsessed with what I wanted, what I was envisioning creatively. I was I was so obsessed that my personality, my identity was was that. Was it was was being putting the blinders on and not worry about anything else. Whereas in now, when I'm creating, I've always wanted to do a podcast for the longest time, and I've told a lot of people. Yeah. But then I remember when you said it, and I was like, I was thinking about telling you as well. Yeah. And so when you said it, I'm just like, I'm I I just jumped out of the boat. I said, let's do it. Yeah. Let's let's do it. And then and then you're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then 
And then and then a couple of days went by, and and then we texted each other, hey, so we're gonna do it. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, let, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think, I think that there's that there's that uh, stepping out of the boat and then realizing that, like, as long as we're creating for God, God will always provide grace for us. Yeah, and it, it'll be excellent. Yeah, as we if we partner with the Holy Spirit, eventually it'll go from glory to glory. Yeah, and that's 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 the difference for me. And I th- I think just in sitting here and, and listening to all you guys, I, I'm 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 so glad that we have the Holy Spirit. I'm so glad we have the Holy Spirit and that we're creating everything we creativity comes from God and and God gives us the skills and like the natural talents to 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 create for him anyway. So anything we create goes back to him. Yeah. Like all the credit goes back to him, you know. And so I think I think that accountability um and that and then you just just pulling the trigger and just executing um it it really does come back to like just just realizing that if we do it for the Lord It'll be good in the end, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. There's that grace. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna mm-hmm. close out episode two real quick. Uh, yeah. But I have one more question. We have a couple minutes. You got? Yeah. How, how many minutes we got? You make or? your own rules, brother. You got. <laughs> we got like three minutes left, or? Yeah. Okay. One question before we close episode two. Right in the beginning. That was the title of today's, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of so. started and we kind of spun into a different thing. Yeah, my bad, my That's bad. That's awesome. Uh, That's totally yeah. cool. I like yeah. these conversations. That's cool with me, right? Yeah. I have one more question before we leave. If your rapper name was not Brother Egg, what would it be? Oh, and please keep it PG. Okay. You can keep it PG-13. This is technically. If not Brother Egg, and if people don't know what Egg is, it's not like a Greek and Hebrew. It doesn't mean like the, <laughs> Uh, you know, Sun Man. What is it short for? Short for Ignacio Alberto Ortega Garcia the Third. There you go. Uh, That's a good yeah. name too. That's so a solid name. Egg I like. Nobody can pronounce my name Ignacio. I kind of mm-hmm. went to another school uh, where they didn't really like, say Ignacio. Not, you know, they just gonna say you know <laughs> what bad from. Yeah. And, uh, so they just Ignatius. said Ig. You're Ig. You're yeah, yeah. Ig. So anyway, so <laughs> what would my name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good So brother, oh man, that's a good one. You got one for me? Can you give me one? Can give you one? Yeah. Encarnacion. Uh, Encarnacion. Encarnacion. That's hard. I think uh, picking a rap name would be hard, right? Yeah. My name is Tony, so like I feel like that's a little easier. You can just do I well. call you T Dog. What's up, T Dog? Tone Low. Some people call me Tone Low. Little Egg. Little Egg. Little Egg. No, you don't want to go with something like that. Then you get older and you're like, yeah. Or Young Egg. Yeah, you can't call You always got Young Ray or somebody and they don't become. You can't call a man with kids. Little Egg, dude. Girls are, yeah. Yeah, it's just the trend right now. Yeah, yeah. Little, little, Tay, little, little something. Little something. Yeah. Little something. I don't know. I would say. Well, I was thinking about that. Mm. Ignacio. What, what would I. Uh, Maybe we'll put it in the it's chat. It's going to be like a cholo thing, a little yeah, sneaky yeah. or something, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you leave us a review on iTunes or. Uh, or uh, Spotify, make sure to leave what you, you think your rapper name would be and yeah. what either yeah, yeah, Anibal's rapper name should be. Yeah. Oh, um, Anna Baller. That's what my friends Anna call Anna Baller, that's a good I like, one. I like that one a lot. That's like, a winner. Yeah, that's my, a winner. Like, my, my, my friends are always like, Anna Baller. I was like, okay, I, I that's guess a I winner like Anna Baller. So, yeah. <laughs> Tone Loke, I think it's too oh, hood. That's yeah. a little hood. I like it because it makes me laugh when you call me yeah, that. Yeah. But, what is it, Tone Loke? Tone Loke. Tone Loke? Yeah, that's a super hood one for sure. Tone Loke. Yeah. Ig is hard though, huh? Yeah, it's just there. There. Iggy, Iggy Fresh. Fresh. Iggy, Iggy Fresh. Fresh. I like that one. Iggy, that's a winner, Sold. too. Sold. Sold. All right. Well, All if right. you leave us a review, make sure to comment what you think your rap yeah. name would be and what yeah. our rap name would be. What, you, what yeah. would be your rap name? 
Well, right. thanks for listening. This has been episode two of the Rebels and Renegades podcast. Please tune in. We got a special one. We actually have a two-week uh, uh, we have two episodes coming out this week, so uh, super excited for the next one.